right, welcome back to the Soho Sports Podcast. I'm your host, James Kopaleski, and I'm joined today by head volleyball coach, Mary Clifford. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. Sure, no problem. We're excited to talk about Soho Volleyball. I mean, it's really been a nice season. We've made it to the double-digit victory <laughs> mark, and just looking back and running through some of those victories, you picked up a big win against Aldine to start the season. That's my former school. I was the head football <laughs> coach for the Aldine Mustangs, and uh, you uh, got victories against DeCaney and Eisenhower as well, so you really uh, running through through the district there um, with some big wins in tournament play. Uh, you got a win over Northbrook, Booker T. Washington twice, and <laughs> as, along with Spring Westfield, Spring Woods. And let's talk about this one. This one I want to focus in on. Back on September 16th, you got a big district win, three to two mm-hmm. against Channel View. So that mm-hmm. that was a big one. Let's yes. let's look back on, on that game and just, just share with the, the listeners what some of your memories are from that game. Yeah, um, I think my memories on that one were just some like (laughs) um, highs and lows, even just like within a one, um, like one single match. But um, I think, you know, of course, pulling out the victory, what's going to like stick with me the most is just their ability to continue to fight. Um, You know, it's hard sometimes when things don't go your way for um, not only a few points in a row, but maybe like a full set. And they um, just like really buckle down and just find a way to kind of force themselves back in the match, just not like allow the other team to let us back in. So um, yeah, definitely a highlight, um, probably the highlight of our season at this point. Um, hopefully this week changes that, but yeah, uh-huh. definitely at this point, highlight. Absolutely. And you, you also picked up a game, a win against Lamarck as well. And that's that's the home of uh, Patrick Longstreet. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's an old Lamarck. Coach. Yeah, I guess. Kinda... Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I'll have to run that by him. Although he's beating me in fantasy this week. So maybe I should <laughs> keep my mouth shut. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love hearing that, that the Soho coaches are playing in a fantasy league together. That, that is <laughs> awesome. And, you know, that so Channel View was, has been our lone district win. And when I coached at Aldine, you know, my first year, we were two and eight. My second year, we went 0 and 10. So, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've seen all kinds of varieties of, of records throughout my coaching career. And so, I know that a lot of times people on the outside can get fixated on wins and losses, but mm-hmm. I think for those of us that have done it, it's not, that's really not at the end of the day, what sticks with us. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there are so many other things. And so I'm, I'm curious in your situation, working, working with your students, many, many of whom maybe are, are new to the game and perhaps, and, and, and you're teaching them volleyball and you're, you're in, in instilling that structure and, mm-hmm. you know, into their lives. What, what are, what are some of your thoughts like outside of just wins and losses? What are some mm-hmm. of the things that you focus on with Soho volleyball? Yeah. So, I mean, our kind of our theme going into this year and one that I kind of thought about over the summer um, was just that we want to do things like with intention. Um, And so I think, you know, not just going through the motions, not just showing up every day for practice um, and, you know, going from the time it starts till the time it ends, but just making sure that within whatever drill we're doing with whatever kind of phase of practice we're in that we're just trying to do things intentionally, um, like to work on that um, transfer, you know, like, of course, we do want to start having better results. And so we've just, you know, tried to maybe target ways that that's going to happen. And it's not going to happen by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think about, you know, midway through the season, a couple games after district, we started Um, You know, we had some tough games against Pasadena and then Pasadena Memorial. So we, you know, got together, you know, as a, as a team and then ultimately like as a program between the JV and the varsity teams, um, just to kind of redefine what success was going to look like for us for the rest of the season. Um, And they worked really hard um, to come up with their own definition of what it means to compete 
um, that we want to try and hit, you know, every single day in practice um, and every single time that we play a match. And so, um, you know, they highlighted things like, you know, not folding under pressure, not being scared to make a mistake, um, re relentlessly pursue kind of the things that we talk about each day. So, um, you know, it was good to see from, you know, their minds and their mouths kind of what they want for each other. Um, and so really from that point on, we've just tried to like reshift our focus um, and we always just hold ourselves up to that definition. It's like, how well were we able to do that today? Um, you know, and it's not every single day is not perfect, mm -hmm. but um, we've definitely had moments, um, you know, again, like, you know, results aside that we could walk away from a match um, and just say like, hey, but we hit that definition and that's what we're working for. Absolutely. And I love hearing that. I mean, it's led to some success, like that big thrilling three to two victory over Channel View. And then as we look ahead into the schedule, the next game are those Channel View Falcons again. So Tuesday night, you're mm -hmm. going to have to make the trip out to Channel View. So you're going to be playing on the road. How do you feel going into that game? Or what's what's the, what's the pulse of the team? I mean, do, do they feel like they're going to be able to pull off this season sweep over the Falcons? Or, or what, what, what are some of your thoughts going in? Yeah, I think, you know, I think they're definitely we're walking into this week. Um, you know, determined to, you know, yes, take care of, you know, channel view, um, because the sets that we did win against them, um, it was sets one and three, um, originally in that first set, you know, we did handle them well. And so it was more in those sets two and four that we kind of let them, um, control us. And so I think as long as we go in and, you know, think about eliminating all the unforced errors that we just kind of handed them, um, and not letting them build momentum in those times as well. Um, yeah, I, I, we feel confident that, you know, we've gotten ourselves to a more solid place um, to be able to handle handle channel view. Absolutely. Then you'll finish off the season Friday night or Friday with games against Sam Rayburn, the following Friday against Dobie. And then finally, October 25th will be the last match of the season against Deer Park. So you're kind of coming down to the end. So as you near the end of the season, you look back, coach, on this on this 2022 campaign, just what, what are some of the things that are going to stick with you with, with this bunch of seniors that, that you'll be saying goodbye to? So with this bunch of seniors, I think these are the kids that, you know, having been at Soho now two years, um, I think maybe I have built a stronger relationship with just knowing that they were going to play big roles volleyball wise, you know, and that just kind of prompts you know, coach and players to have to like come together, but then also, you know, having um, to work with them as far as the culture side of things as well. So, you know, um, Jalen Saldana, she's our senior setter. Um, she was nominated as captain both her junior year and senior year. So, you know, if there's something um, that I feel like I need to read on, or if there's just like, you know, an honest question of like, hey, what do you think is best? Um, you know, she would always be the one that I, she still is, you know, the one that I go to um, and just have that voice. Um, Kaya, um, I've seen her grow just in an outside position. And so that's been really, you know, over the past two years, um, when I came in the previous coach, you know, mentioned her as a middle, I didn't just didn't see her there. Um, and she just like has exceeded all expectations um, for that position. And then Zoe is just such um, a special kid. She's very motherly. She like yeah. will take care of whatever we need on the team. It's like if there's um, some type of special night, she's like, oh, well, what about this? And she always just has like this very like special heart for kind of making things special, um, you know, just for everybody involved. So all three of them are just going to be, um, there's definitely be some holes left, but um, so I won't think about that though until 
Deer Park yeah. on senior night. Then I'll address it. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. Cherish every moment that you have with yes. them in these last few absolutely. matches. And you, you know, you you mentioned it's you're 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 been here two years at Soho, so you're kind of newer, you know, to the Soho community. So just curious mm -hmm. about your background. I think a lot of parents may want to know a little bit more about Coach Clifford. So where are you from, <laughs> and kind of what's just some of your background that that led you to to take over the volleyball program at Soho? Okay, um, I am from the Clear Lake area. Um, that's just where I grew up. I went to Clear Lake High School, played volleyball there. Um, when I graduated, passed up on some, you know, smaller D1 offers because um, I was, you know, just determined to go to Texas A&M, mm -hmm. um, which was the best decision. It was yeah. definitely like where I needed to be. Um, and I played on their club team there, which is still really competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and so after that, just moved back down to Clear Lake, um, got um, in the club scene, of course, and so coached a lot of teams throughout the years in club, um, coached a team that went to Junior Olympics at the 18U level. So that was really fun. Um, probably like, you know, the best volleyball I've coached. Um, and then on the school side, I initially started at North Shore um, for yep. a year and I would coach JV there. Then I moved over to Clear Springs and for six or seven years, I coached, I was varsity assistant at Clear Springs. Um, so made it to like the regional tournament a couple times. Um, and that was, you know, just a really fun process to be a part of. And then um, did take a couple years off after having um, my older son and then twins. And then when it was time to get back into coaching, it was just like, I knew I was ready to kind of take the next step in and find a head coaching role. And South Houston was just, it was it. <laughs> Very cool. I, I didn't know you were from Clear Lake and I know mm -hmm. that Coach Longstreet scheduled the, the Falcons in football this year. Yeah, uh, So we did play against your alma mater well, there. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool stuff. Now, just to wrap mm -hmm. it up, Coach, as we, you know, we've talked about saying goodbye to the seniors here in a few matches, but looking ahead, I think the strength of any program is, is that sub-varsity. And so mm -hmm. do you want to just kind of let our listeners know kind of how it's been going at the sub-varsity levels for some? Yeah. yeah. So um, our JV team is, you know, really solid. They um, have, I think, district-wise, you know, won the same games that varsity has won. Um, but as far as, you know, just the basis that we're going to have to grow on. I'm just excited for them to just be able to plug in at the varsity level um, just a little bit more readily than maybe this year's group was able to. Um, so just because they've had um, another year under myself and then my assistant coach who is amazing, Coach Young, mm. um, you know, they are just much more familiar with the way what we're working for, the way that we're playing and asking them to play. Um, and so, you know, looking forward to next year, when I plug in some of those like key players that are on the JV right now, um, just don't anticipate at all having any type of like dip or kind of growth period um, of any significant length. So it's always good, you know, looking down the pipes that you're not just going to have to start rebuilding at any point. Yeah. Year three is always nice for a coach. You know, you kind of probably start feeling like it's more of your program and play, you know, younger players have been with you the whole time. And so really exciting. looks like the future is very bright for the South Houston Trojans and coach, you know, last week was, was coaches, uh, national coaches day, you know, appreciation day. So we thank you for all, you know, that you do. And we thank you for joining the show today. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, coach and go Trojans. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Soho Sports Podcast. I'm joined again by head football coach Patrick Longstreet and coach. For the second week in a row, we get we have a we come up one score short uh, against a really good opponent. So this this week it was a Channel View Falcons. So just 
just give us a quick overview. You know, you've had a, you've had some time to digest on it and think about it. What's what's your overarching feeling leaving that ball game? Uh, like you said, tough loss. Like uh, like you said, coaches, two weeks in a row where uh, we're within a score to tie the game um, or, or tied in the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead. Uh, so those are tough, man. Um, you know as well as I do, if, if you're in this game long enough, you're going to have your share of those games. It's tough when you get two in a row. Uh, and two quality opponents. Channel View did a great job. We knew they were going to be able to put some points up. We knew we were going to have to be able to score. Uh, we stopped them enough times, I feel like, for us to stay in the game and even have a chance to win the game. It, it's just those few plays here and there, th those few tiny mistakes uh, or the few things that we don't execute at 100%. Maybe we execute at 90%. Um, and and those, those will, will hurt you uh, against a good opponent. And um, it's just kind of where we are right now, uh, two in a row. Uh, but the next week is coming. Uh, Rayburn's coming the next game. So we have to lick our wounds and, and get ready for, for the Rayburn Texans. But um, just to kind of close that, kids played great, extremely proud. Uh, we were down 14 uh, two separate times, and we battled back to tie the game both times. Uh, I think there was a chance where some people might have thought uh, it's not going to be a close game. But uh, the Trojans battled back, and, and we fought hard and uh, fought to the very end. Uh, just ran ran out of time, so to say, and uh, a few plays short. So the final score was 35-28, to 28, our Soho Trojans falling uh, to the Channel View Falcons. But the scoring, uh, let's run through the scoring real quick. Majay Mickles, 11-yard pass from Cameron Webb in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, Abraham Escareno, 27-yard pass again from Cameron Webb. And then third quarter, Jacob Shepard, 26-yard pass from Cameron Webb. And then finally in the fourth quarter, Jacob Shepard, 13-yard pass from Majay Mickles. So all four scores through the air, Coach. I mean, so it, it you know, it feels like you really were um, – being successful overall passing stats let's see cameron webb 10 completions on 21 attempts for 220 yards three touchdowns majay mickles three for four uh for the one touchdown so talk about the success of your passing game is that something that, that you're, you're actively working on uh throughout the summertime i mean are you a big seven on seven club or what well how how is it that you're translating such great success throwing the football this fall uh we do we do work on extremely hard um you know, uh, we do we do have a great seven on seven league that we play with a lot of area schools um, that really helps us uh, find fine tone our, our passing game. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we got off to early in the season, we got off to a better start running the ball than we did passing. And it was more the passing was just more big plays. And, and since then, we've uh, we've worked very hard on. Um, you know, a more consistent passing game, not just the big plays. And, and we've been able to accomplish that. Still getting our share of big plays for sure. Um, but that's just a compliment to who our quarterback is and and who our receivers are. Uh, Channel did a good job of, I, I think their game plan was we're going to take away the run. We're going we're to make them pass the ball. Uh, we saw a lot of heavy boxes in there. Uh, a lot of one-on-one -on -one coverages, you know, safeties walk down into the box. So uh, we were able to take advantage of that. Um you know, especially when you get inside the red zone, right? You get inside the red zone, defenses tighten up. They like to bring pressure, um, and they they were showing that. So we were able to throw it over their heads a few times to uh, to uh, to account for our scores. But um, yeah, I'm proud of, of how far the passing game has come. Um, and again, a lot of that's because our quarterback and our receivers. But uh, the coaches really do a good job of working on that with those kids.
So Mickles with the one touchdown reception, Escarano with another touchdown reception, Shepard had two of them. But actually the leading receiver uh, yardage-wise on the night uh, was Ivan Calixto. He had three catches for 89 yards, so just a great effort all around. Uh, Javion Lee also two catches for 47 yards, so just an incredible yeah. night uh, from the receiving core. And, and that's what you need. You know, uh, Shepard's our go-to guy for sure, but those other guys, we need those, those other guys to step up, especially when when uh, they're singled or when they have the better matchup. Uh, and they did. Calixo was our running back, caught a few balls out of the backfield, did a great job of run after the catch. Um, Javion Lee, same thing, caught a couple of easy passes and did did a good job of run after the catch. So the Escarino, that's, that's Abraham. That's the older Escarino. He's been out. Uh, he actually has been out for a few weeks now. This was his first game back. So it was good to see him get in the mix uh, and be able to to catch some passes there. So uh, a great job by the uh, uh, the host of receivers and backs catching the ball. And then, of course, like I said, Shepard seems to always do his thing. And then looking at the tackle chart on defense again, I mean, I've said this name so many times in this podcast, but Maje Mickles, 11 total tackles. So he paced us defensively. Some other guys topping the tackle chart. Victor Lopez had six. Uh, Evan Ponce had six. And uh, Nathan Rosales with five and Jeremiah, Jeremiah Shepard again, popping up there with eight. So just, you know, defensively, you know, you give up the, the 35. I mean, I know they're a very explosive offense. Uh, I know you've mentioned Neil, you know, their stud wide receiver, but I mean, so holding them to 35, honestly, it's not, it, it's not, it's not the worst defensive effort. I know you always want that, that score lower, but sure. just talk about the effort from your defense against a high power channel view attack. Man, they did a great job. Uh, Channel View came down and, and they hit us for two early in the first quarter. Uh, it was 14 nothing, and our defense uh, really stiffened the rest of the first half. Uh, we gave them a late score at the end of the first half. Uh, but up until that point, our defense really stiffened to allow us to get back in the game uh, and tie it at 14. So it felt like when we really needed to get those stops, we got them. Um, and, and the same thing in the second half, uh, they jumped out to another 14-point lead. Um, and uh, it wasn't – we did have one turnover. Aaron Escarino uh, recovered a fumble for us. Um, but it wasn't like it was a, a ton of turnovers that got us back into it. It was stops by the defense. Uh, Mickles and, and uh, Jeremiah Shepard, the older Shepard, they always lead the way. Uh, those guys can run and tackle. Uh, Ponce uh, eating up blocks, coming off blocks and making tackles. So um, Victor Lopez, that's our he, – he's one another one of our seniors. So – Really, really, they made key stops. Uh, we just were one stop away uh, in the fourth quarter from from us really ca capitalizing and kind of taking control of the game. But uh, like you said, hats off to Channel View. They've got some awesome athletes, some awesome players, uh, and they really test you because they don't just throw it every time. They can run it too, and they've got a fast back, and they've got a big back, and the quarterback's mobile. So it, it feels like uh, you have to stop a variety of plays, let's put it that way. So. Uh, they really did a good job adjusting uh, once we kind of got in the flow of the game and, and got accustomed to their speed and their athleticism. We did, really did a good job adjusting and, and helping us get back in that game. So, again, coming up just short against uh, a very good opponent two weeks in a row. We, we had the back-to-back -to -back tough games of Memorial and Channel View. But now we got to turn our attention to a familiar foe, the Sam Rayburn Texans. And it's going to be a Thursday night game, so a really quick turnaround. I know you, I'm, I'm interviewing you at the office right now, you know, so you, you are yeah. hard at work on, on Sunday uh, afternoon here. So for parents, this is the life of a coach. You know, these, these coaches are up here on the weekends every weekend uh, working hard, trying to get better. Uh, but as far as Sam Rayburn, they're entering uh, this game with a 2-4 and four overall record, 0-2 in district. Uh, last, uh, last, They're actually coming off of a bye, though. So I do want to ask you about sure. that, your, your philosophy on a bye. So the week before the bye, uh, they did lose to Channel View 62-21. But now they have the bye week. So just 
talk about your philosophy on buys coach. I mean, do you feel like that that's, I, I think most people would say it's an advantage or do, do, do you feel like that way that, 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 that getting that time off to heal and recover and game plan is a big advantage or do you feel like sometimes they can throw teams off of their rhythm? Just what are some, what are some of your feelings about a bye week? Sure. Uh, always uh, bye weeks. And we actually have our bye week after this game. So All after right. we play Sam Rayburn, uh, we have a bye week. Um, you always can use them to heal if you have sure. those knickknack yeah. injuries that all your kids are going to yeah. get. You know, uh, that's that's a side that that the average fan or the average person doesn't see is, you know, you might see a kid playing every week, but he's usually in the training room four or five times a week uh, for for things that he's uh, banged up or or small boo boos so to speak. Um, so you actually you those are great for the the bye week is great for that. Um, it can be it can be a little bit of a momentum stopper if you've got good momentum going throughout your sure. season. You might not really want that buy. Um, where we are in our season, I think it's a perfect time for us to get a buy. Uh, yeah. we, we played last Thursday against Channel View, so we're on a normal schedule. Uh, we were off Friday night, so we're on a normal schedule. We'll we'll tackle Sam Rayburn here this Thursday, and then it'll lead us into a buy. We'll have a week off to to prepare for for uh, the Dolby Longhorns. So. You know, I think a long time ago, before technology was so advanced, Coach Kobo, you could um, – coaches had to wait before they could prepare because you had to wait till you traded films. You actually right. had to go meet somebody right. and trade the tapes. So you had to wait. But nowadays with, with Huddle and how much film you trade with every opponent every single week, uh, you have film, so you get a great idea of, of how you can um, try to attack your opponent or how your opponent's going to try to ta attack you. So – um, I, I think it, with with a lot of things, it, it can go either way. It can go either way for us, for the, for the Southeastern Trojans right now. I think our buy is coming at a really good time for us. Uh, you know, it's it's weird to have a buy this late. You know, our buy is sure. week nine. Nice. Yeah, um, it's week nine of the season. So we've played. We we would have played eight straight weeks. So we need a little bit of time to give the kids a a recovery session. Uh, we can get to work on Dobie a little bit. Um, but also just fine tune some of our skills that, that we've been needing to fine tune that you don't have time to do uh, in a normal week. And that's my second question, coach. And just to allow the parents listening to kind of take a peek behind the curtain um, that first week, your, your actual bye week, how, how, how much are you backing off? Are you, are you letting the kids, you know, have some off days during that week to go, maybe go to tutorials or catch up on class and let their bodies heal? Or do you continue practicing? And then do you start installing game plan stuff for Adobe in that bye week or do you just, you know, let the bye week to rest and then attack the, the next week, like a normal week leading up to Dolby. Uh, I, we try to do it all. Uh, we yeah. do, we, we do have extra time for tutorials. We do have extra time for, yeah. for treatment and weights. Um, usually for the Southeastern Trojans, what we do is we usually practice two or three times during the bye week. Yeah. Um, and uh, usually one of those practices is just working on us and, and what we need to do better. And then we'll spend about a practice or two just showing a, a very basic uh, shell of what uh, your next opponent will do for us will be Dobie. So show a very basic shell of what your opponent will do. And then you watch your opponent that week, see if they add anything new. And then you finally sit down the, the, the next week and you uh, hammer out your game plan and figure out what's the best strategy to, to attack them. So, um, yeah, definitely the kids get to rest up, you know, for us, we'll probably take off. The kids will be off Monday and Friday. Sure. So we'll probably work out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so a little bit lesser of a week for them to recover. Uh, don't have to do as much tackling as much, mm -hmm. uh, hard nose practicing a little bit lighter practice, but just getting the nuts and bolts of, of, uh, of your next opponent, which again, for us will be Dobie. Uh, and then, so 
you know, going back to our, our opponent for this week, you know, Sam Rayburn coming off that bye. They're going to come in rejuvenated. They're led by head coach Sergio Gonzalez. And this is a guy that I know really well. Uh, he's been he's been a guest on my uh, team player podcast, which got to get you on the show at some point after the season. I know you're sure. busy right now, but we'll definitely get you in the offseason. But kind of an interesting story that some parents may be interested about. I was actually broadcasting this game when he played his old school uh, Chavez. He, he came over mm-hmm. and he was the head football coach at Chavez. And then after the game, I didn't realize it. Uh, coach shared on Twitter that he actually had a heart attack and it, you know, it's just something that's really kind of reinvigorated his outlook on life. And he's just, he's, he's just, he's such a great guy and he's, he's using it all. He's not looking at it as a negative, but he's turning it into a positive. Now, Hey, I've got to live my life differently. I need to eat cleaner. I need to exercise. And he's just really rejuvenated and thankful right now. And so I just feel like that team is kind of rallying, around him and his recovery and he's back. I mean, he's back with the team, you know, already, you know, after, after that, that scare of, after the Chavez yeah. game. So I guess all I'm saying is they're, they're a dangerous team, you know, they're no, they... by week. Yeah. They're rejuvenated. They're behind their coach. And so just kind of curious your thoughts about Rayburn just in general. And then also what you've seen on the film. Uh, so um, they are uh, a very tough team. Uh, they're led by the quarterback uh, novice's last name. I think he's a three-year starter, very yeah. tough kid. Uh, can run the ball, can throw the ball. I think he got banged up in the Chavez game, didn't didn't play. Right. Uh, and then the next week against Memorial, he wasn't fully healthy. I think the Channel View game, he was healthy, and you see the 21 points they put up against Channel View. So he's kind of their catalyst, uh, do-everything guy, similar to what Webb is for us. Uh, Mendoza, their receiver, number 16, uh, extremely athletic, extremely versatile receiver, can catch the short ball, can catch the deep ball. Um, we've played against him for three years. He's been a three-year starter. So uh, he's he's kind of their number one threat on the offensive side. Um, so, and then and then uh, Rayburn never has a shortage of big guys. Uh, their offensive line is usually huge. Their defensive line is usually huge. huge so you got a lot of weight in there to, to deal with. Um, so that'll be a challenge. Um, uh, Coach Gonzalez, he, Coach Gonzalez was at Doby the first year I came to South Houston under Coach Bernithi. So yep. we kind of developed a relationship then, got to know who he was, and then I know him when he went got the job at Chavez and then came back. Um, so yeah, kind of an unfortunate deal there after that right. game. Uh, I, I think it just not for him in general, but it, it kind of leads to people to peek into uh, what this job can do to you. Sure. Um, you yep. know, the stress, the long yep. hours, the the uh, not having time to always exercise and eat right. and sleep. Yes. Um, yes. So it's a grind. It's a grind. And um, I'm glad that he's okay. I think he's been in the booth the last couple of weeks, but I'm, right. I'm hoping off of his bye week, he'll, he'll be okay to come to the sideline uh, for our game. Cause it, I think it'll be, uh, it would be a pleasure for us to look over there and see him stand on the sideline uh, instead of in the booth. So, um, but, but I, again, I think he has done a tremendous job. Uh, I think the kids have rallied around him for sure in that unfortunate circumstance. So I know that coming off a bye, like you said, the the Texans will be ready to play. They'll be ready to play. It's their homecoming game. uh, So they'll be ready to play. And um, we've had our battles with them through the years. So uh, we we need to make sure that we're on point and uh, we've got everything tightened up and and we can give them uh, our best shot for sure. And coach, like I said, I, I like for parents to kind of get a peek behind the curtain. I coached for 11 years. You know, we coached together at Clements, you know, for a while. And I think just I just want parents to understand the time commitment that during the football season, this is a seven day a week job. I mean, you may be getting to the school at 630 in the morning. You get in there, you know, you put the laundry out. I mean, you're doing all these things early in the morning. Cool. Then you have school all day. You got the athletic period in the middle of the day where you're working out in the heat. Then you practice after school. I mean, 
you may not be getting home till six thirty, seven o'clock at night on, on a on a regular night. And then on the weekends, you're watching, you're doing a full work day on Saturdays and Sundays. And you know, I just I just want parents to understand that. And I'm sure like you you've told me that your parents are great and uh, you know, and I think that's a blessing. But sometimes some parents that that get it, they get so angry at coaches about things that probably don't even matter, you know, in, in the long run. I I just hope they understand how much effort and coaches put into their kids. Sure. And uh, you know, it's it's uh you know, of course, we do get paid as coaches to coach football. Um, but if you, you know, said old saying, if you tie, if you um, divide it by the hours you coach, sure. the pay is never equal for sure. So, uh, yes, you get paid. But uh, I know all these coaches here and and with the majority of coaches around the, the state of Texas and the great football programs, uh, they're doing it to, to reach the kids. They're doing it because they're competitors and they want uh, they were players themselves and, and they want to reach the kids and, and try to better. Uh, our society as a whole by making young men better, which is what we aim to do here. Like everybody else, every other program does. Um, but yes, it's grueling. It it really is. So uh, for us as coaches after this game, we'll kind of get a weekend off. Absolutely. Uh, and then yep. to rest up and recover. And then uh, our official game planning for Adobe won't be until the next week. So uh, on a personal note, you know, I, I just had a birthday. It was on yeah. Thursday. Happy birthday and, coach. <laughs> yeah. Thank you on Thursday. So, uh, well, my, my birthday was actually Friday, so we played Thursday night. Uh, of course, we're we're done and home at midnight, and then yep. uh, the next day you're at school, and you know it's my birthday, but I'm scouting. I'm watching yep. uh, more yep. Adobe yep. play, and then uh, worked a little bit yesterday, and now we're here today. So, uh, yeah, th there's a lot of things that coaches sacrifice. Let's put it that way. No uh, doubt time, about it, coach. And and I, yeah, yeah, and I, I remember you know being after the game, dropping off the bus, the bus barn. Maybe that's another thing. <laughs> people don't oh, realize yeah. and it's oh, so yeah. easy when you haven't eaten all day because you've been coaching to just stop at whataburger and oh yeah eat, eat that kind of stuff you know 12 11 30 12 o'clock at night which obviously you know is not good for your health so uh big shout out to your wife kimmy i'm sure because i know kimmy <laughs> is, a, is a fitness fanatic she eats healthy she does that kind of stuff so i know she's been a great influence for you and you know just to help you because it's hard as coaches to, to, to keep sure. that fitness you know in, in your forefront so i'm sure kimmy does a great job so i think you. i think this is a great way into this week i think we had a it was a there was a national coaches day this week that's right i think yep. it was like thursday and then the next day the next that friday was national coaches wives day absolutely so, yeah. uh you you don't have you, you don't find too many good coaches that don't have a, a better significant other whether it be a wife or girlfriend fiance whatever it is so they're, they're the true, they're the true heroes. They're the true backbones. And I know mine keeps me going. And I know I have a lot of my coaches the same way. Absolutely. So we, we got a little look inside uh, at the Rayburn Texans attack. And let's just talk about your sub varsity programs. How, how do we do uh, last week at the sub varsity level against channel view? Uh, we, we dropped both of them. Uh, we dropped both of them to channel view. So they'd be looking to recover. Our, our freshmen had been on a three game winning streak leading up to that point. Right. So um, it was their first lost in district. So the freshmen are, are, are two and one in district. So, uh, they'll get a chance to, to tackle Rayburn on Wednesday, which is a little bit different. Um, and then the JV will do the same, uh, have a chance to tackle Rayburn on Wednesday as well. So uh, all those kids, both of those teams uh, work hard every single day. They work hard every single day at perfecting their craft. And, and really, I know we've talked about this before. And um, our JV at South Houston, our JV is the, they're usually the backups for the varsity. So mm -hmm. there's three or four players on the varsity right now that started on our JV this year. Right. So, uh, those kids know that, hey, I'm one play away from being on the varsity team. So we really see that effort uh, in them, and uh, hopefully they can they can recover this week and our freshmen can get back on track against Raven. 
All right, Trojan Nation, we got a big one against our, our rivals at Rayburn. It's going to be Thursday night, Veterans Memorial Stadium, 7 o'clock kickoff. Get there early, be loud, and uh, wear your red. It should be a, it should be a great game. Good luck, Coach. It's, it's okay. 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock oh. Thursday, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock on, on Thursday. At 7, it's 6 right. o'clock, yes, okay. sir. So 6 o'clock, everybody, be out there to support the Trojans. Thank you, Coach, for joining us, and best of luck. Go Trojans.